We acknowledge the First Nations peoples of this land, the traditional custodians, and pay our respects to their elders past, present, and future. We recognise the ongoing impacts of colonisation and the importance of a voice to Parliament to ensure the sovereignty and self-determination of First Nation peoples is respected and upheld. We commit to working together towards a just and equitable future for all Australians. Hi, I'm Keely, and it's Tuesday the 2nd of May 2023. And I'm Wentz. And you're listening to... The, the New, New Blurt. Blurt! I can't take it anymore! Good afternoon, good evening, good day, and good morning, Blurts. You are listening to The New Blurt. Tonight, I'm coming to you from Wundjeri country, the Kulin nation of the Woiwurrung people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always has been, and always will be Aboriginal land. Rundown for tonight's show is uh, we'll have Blurt on society. Uh, Wednesday's going to be talking about is it illegal? Is it illegal to uh, brush your teeth while you're driving the car? Well, maybe it's not. Probably stupid, but uh, maybe not illegal. So they're the sort of things that Wentz is going to be talking about. I'm going to be having a chat about ChatGPT, using it as therapy. Is it a good idea? Mm, we don't know. And uh, do yourself a favour. That is a segment we've had for a very long time on this program, and that's all about the best and worst podcasts, usually the best ones. So mm. uh, tonight I'm talking about Evil Genius. Wentzie is talking about Hi-Fi Nation. And to wrap the show up, we'll have fun facts, because it's always fun to wrap the show up with fun facts. And uh, I'm going to talk about reptiles, uh, I think 20 of the most the funniest of the facts. And Wentzy is talking about an Aussie TV show. Even I don't know what it is. Now, just before we go any further, i just like to say <laughs> that um, my joke of the week is the name of the show, How Do You Entertain a Board for Roa? So right at the end of the show, I will tell you. You'll be amazed. Not really. Ooh. Anyway. Good evening, Wentzie. How are you, my friend? I want to respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I live and work, the Yagra and Turbul people, um, people, sorry. Uh, Sovereignty was never ceded. My week has been pretty good, Uh, a bit chilly, as you can see by me wearing jumpers now. I noticed (laughs) that you got a jumper on. It must be like 23. I know, I know. It's it's soon going to drop into the uh, teens, and then then I'll really have to pull out the jumpers. I mean, the uh, parkers and the ski suits. <laughs> no, actually, what temperature is it there? I mean, down here, it's. Um, I'm trying to check out my screen. Is it telling me anywhere? Anywhere? No, it's uh, not telling me anything. Should tell me somewhere. Uh, hey Siri, what's the current temperature in Saint Lucia? Oh, I was hoping she was going to say something. It's 19 degrees. Where's Saint Lucia? Um, it is about five kilometers southwest of the city. So as the river runs along, um, the, the brown stake is literally just a few hundred meters away. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, obviously my ignorance. I mean, I just think you live in Brisbane, but obviously you live in a smaller, smaller town than just Brisbane. I, I don't just live in Melbourne. So, Correct. yes, okay. So, you live in St. Lucia. Okay. St. Lucia. I got it. I got Correct. It. I got it. So For those who are trying me... to stalk me, uh, it is a fairly big suburb. So, good luck knocking on all the houses trying to find me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, my question to you is, you just said it's 19 degrees, you're sitting there with a jumper on. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right. Okay. So, it's 14 and a half down here. Yeah. And I'm in the front room, as you can see, with just a shirt on. 
Yes. You can yes, see yes, how, yes. how I've acclimatized no. with us. <laughs> no. I know. I know. Oh, my God. That's what happens when you live here for almost a decade. Can you believe that? No, I can't believe you've been there that yeah. long. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So. Tenth year. We're in our tenth year now. Oh, that's phenomenal. That is Flies. phenomenal. But uh, no, well, it does. Follow. I'll tell you something else uh, that's phenomenal as well. Actually, you were going to talk about something. Oh, yeah, yeah, something, before that, something, something else that flies. Yes, you were. Yes, okay. <laughs> so something else that flies as a segue. Um, don't know if you heard today, but Alan Joyce resigned from Qantas <laughs> as CEO. Oh, hold on. Hold on, I, I think we, I think we've got some of that here somewhere. Hold on, um, I think it's uh, here. It is. Oh, yeah, there we go. That was. to be very sad about that. And yeah, uh, un- yeah unfortunately, um, he did get a, um, a an email saying important information about your upcoming resignation speech. Dear Mr. Joyce, due to unforeseen circumstances, your resignation speech scheduled for 4 p.m. this afternoon will now take place at 5.30 a.m. next Thursday morning. We apologise for any inconvenience. Press confirm your booking to accept this change or read through 48 pages of fine print to learn about other options available to you. Rebooking your resignation speech. You can rebook your speech by logging into the Qantas website where you will find a message advising that changes cannot be made online. And from there, you will be told to ring our call center and then wait on hold for a better part of an afternoon. Be advised that fees will apply for making changes over the phone and that limits apply to any emotional baggage you may be carrying. Thanks for choosing Qantas. We look forward to making your resignation speech with us soon. That was courtesy of, I think it was Batuta the Chaser Boys. Batuta, um, yeah, that's it, Batuta. I think Batuta, it was Batuta. Was yeah, it's either Batuta, sure. the shot, the shovel, or the chaser. It's one of those four. <laughs> one of those. Uh, uh, oh, brilliant. Yeah. That's that's well written. I like that. That sounds chaserish to me, though. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, no, that, that is brilliant. So he has actually uh, resigned. Apparently, apparently. Um, I don't think it takes effect for another few months, but um, oh. yeah, so we'll still see him on screen every now and then. Yes. he's. I would say he's one of my most unfavourite, um, uh, least favourite uh, CEOs um, of all time, I'd say. Mm. I really do not like that yeah. guy at all. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's sort of great to people on the wrong side sometimes. And yeah, he has that effect on people, I think. I think I think you're right. Um, I think he definitely. Uh, he never really read the room right. Sometimes, what was it last year about blaming passengers for um, going to airports to, oh, to visit yeah. their family? It's like, what else do you expect? You've just opened up the uh, booking systems for everyone to go and travel again into state and international. What else do you expect? So yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, not a fan. No, me, 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 Yeah. Did you know a single blood donation could save up to three lives? Be the lifeblood of Australia. Join us and search Give Blood to book your donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life, give blood. And we're back. Yeah, uh, yeah no, so that is fantastic. Now, talking about. Talking about uh, people resigning, talking about people not being happy with what you're doing. 
Um, in uh, Japan, there is a piano, and actually, I I can. So give me a second. What I'll do is I'll just do this. This uh, lady here, apparently, <laughs> apparently, she played chopsticks for over an hour, and what? it was, and it was. Many, many people, many people that were not uh, happy about it at all. I, I think we've got a few reactions here. Um... Yeah, that would have been me after the 20th uh, rendition of it or repetition. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. So it says here that that piano that you saw, it's a street piano, and it's meant to entertain commuters. That's the whole idea of it. Right, and okay. um, so it's supposed to provide some light entertainment for commuters. Instead, this street piano struck the wrong chord. <laughs> the local <laughs> authorities say. The instrument was installed at a train station in Kokogawa, Japan. Uh, I hope I've pronounced that correctly. Anyway, where the city council wanted to embrace a global trend that has been uh, has seen street pianos placed in public places according to the new zealand herald but the piano has caused a headache kakagoa city council said adding that rule breakers had left the council no choice but to remove it those wanting to tickle the ivories were told to sanitize their hands before playing to keep their performance under 10 minutes and to refrain from vocal accompaniment the bbc report reports and under no circumstances no bloody chopsticks. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, boy. Uh, where's the fun in that? <laughs> yes, well, there's the wonderful uh, piano in question. Um, there's, the, I think, I think, I can't remember. Um, I think there's one of these um, uh, community piano. I think there's one in... Um, I think it's Hamer Hall. I think it's Hamer Hall. Yeah, yeah, I think you're it's right. I think there is one there. At least I'm sure there used to be. Maybe that got taken away for the same reason. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. In the but, suburb we used to live um, in Calvin Grove before we moved into the West, um, there was talk of getting a community piano there, and I don't know if it ever got up, but then COVID hit, so it may never have, never have come to fruition. So, yeah, it, it does happen every, every now and then I've seen, yeah. And I have seen some crackers too play it, um, which mm. is always, you know, always a nice thing. But um, what I was going to say is this: talking about things that go on for far too long. Mm. Not the, this segment, uh, man... I hope. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the band Aerosmith mm-hmm. have announced their farewell tour to mark ah, more nice. than five decades together. Tyler's got. So many alleged court cases, or maybe they actually do does have court cases, but alleged complaints, uh, sexual complaints against him. Oh right, okay, uh, well, yeah, underage, underage, historical uh, sex, and all those sort of things. Sorry, historical, uh, historical. Uh, yeah, as in from when from decades ago when it was started out, or recent. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 De- definitely historical, definitely mm. historical. But so uh, I, I think he's still under investigation, but I can't remember. But anyway, okay. 
But anyway, um, yeah, so they've been together for ages. He's uh, They've had some fantastic songs like Dream On, Walk This Way, and I Don't Want mm. This Thing, uh, Dream yeah. On, I absolutely Yeah, it's and, the one they don't have is Janie's Got a Gun, and that is a magnificent song. It's mm. pretty controversial, but it's an incredible song. Yeah, they broke the earth-shattering news in a star-studded video on Monday featuring celebrity pals, Sir Ringo Starr, Dolly Parton, Eminem, as you would. It's not goodbye. It's just peace out. The 40-date um, run of shows across North America, that's not bad for being over 70. Jesus. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. Um, We'll begin in Philadelphia on the 2nd of December, 2023, and we'll end on the 26th of January, 2024. Okay. Um, and that is, uh, that's pretty, that, that's pretty energetic going, I reckon, for over Sure seven. is. Yeah. So, but uh, no UK, European tour dates have been announced so far. I'd be mm. surprised if, um, so Joe Perry, the guitarist, very good guitarist of uh, Aerosmith. He said it's about time. I agree with him. Probably is about mm, time. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, I mean, you sort of get up that age. I mean, you've been doing it for long enough. Mm. You know, lots of other people need to get in the limelight. Let them have a crack. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Rather than you cracking your bones as you're trying to jump off the stage. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll, yeah. They'll just, yeah. Otherwise, I'll need the Zimmer frames pretty soon. Well, absolutely. In fact, I think on this show they actually are doing that. I think they've got the Zimmer frames just in the background, just in case they need them. Yeah, I'm um, sure they will. But um, okay, so Vicky said there's a public piano in the park in the West End in Brisbane, Correct. and she loves playing it. Yes. Wow, it's uh, fantastic to uh, have you back, Vicky, and uh, we've missed you on the show. So. Very, uh, very good evening to you. The Australia Institute produces high quality research that has real world impact, whether it's revealing the $10.3 billion in fossil fuel subsidies provided by federal and state governments last year, or our long-standing research advocating for a federal anti-corruption commission with real teeth, we change minds. To donate, head on over to australiainstitute.org.au. They just sent me an email today regarding uh, sending, uh, I think it was a petition for fracking. Uh, oh, right, okay. In the NT, I think Northern Tree, yeah, Beetaloo yeah, Basin, yeah. I'm guessing. Did you get, did you, yeah, did you get uh, that one? Yeah, yeah, constantly getting those. Yeah, well, no, good on them, good on because yeah. uh, we've got to stop this stuff, basically. Oh, for anyway. sure. When we were in Darwin last year for my brother-in-law's wedding, um we went to one of the little community markets and they had people there, um, yeah, with information about the fracking and things like that. And, yeah, they've been trying to stop that for years, um, yeah, and how it's just going to destroy um, potentially artwork, Indigenous artwork and flora, flora and fauna and, and whatnot. So, yeah, big issue. Um, the wor uh, the worst, one of the worst parts about fracking as well is that they um... – uh, there's, obviously, there's so much uh, CO2 that's released, and that gives them beautiful opportunity to go. Oh, actually, we can we can store that. We can mm. um, uh, carbon uh, capture storage. We, we can we can use that process, and yeah. oh, and we can get some credits for doing it as well. Mm. Um, yeah, and of course, carbon capture storage is such an advanced technology that it is. Using it that. is not yes. <laughs> yes, exactly it's still too right. expensive to, to use and no one's using yeah. it as and it's not efficient home. and it doesn't work 
uh, I mean, I think it's only worked in a couple of really, really small projects around the world. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty bad. Anyway, we better get on anyway. to society. Exactly. Exactly. So cool. I, I don't know about you, but have you ever seen people with headphones on when driving or ever wondered whether you could drive without shoes in the middle of summer? Because I certainly have wondered those things. I've wondered um, if you could drive without feet, but I probably, you know, probably maybe not. Well, I don't know. Adam Hills might be able to. <laughs> yes. <okay. laughs> He's got a prosthetic, well, so. Without foot. Without, <laughs> without foot. foot. <laughs> I think without exactly. feet would be pretty hard, but without yeah, foot, it might be. Be, I suppose, well, I don't know. If, if you had both artificial feet, did, could you still, would you? Would you still be able? You'd still be able to drive a car if you both if you, if you had two artificial I'm legs. Pretty, I'm sure. pretty confident yeah. you could. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'll probably be able to answer that as we get along with this bit. So beautiful. I'll um, shut up. Then. So because I've often seen people with big headphones like what I'm wearing right now, or all those, um, yeah, just those over ear headphones while people are driving. I just wonder how the hell even buds do you even buds? Yes, mm-hmm. um, I always wonder how the hell do you know what's happening around you surely you can't hear the traffic or horns or sirens etc is it Um, illegal is it illegal no so Uh, there is there is no um no law in any of the states forbidding you from wearing it however if it impedes you from an incident and and it's been caused to um and it's been shown to cause an accident because you couldn't hear then yes, you'll be fined against um, uh, what do they call it? Um, That'd be neg- neg- negligent driving, wouldn't it? Uh, not being able to have proper control of your vehicle mm. is part of the problem, yeah. and it's the same as wearing or not wearing shoes. So in summer, especially here in Brisbane, where it gets super hot almost every day, and you're always in flip flops, thongs, or slides. Um, I often uh, just jump in. The, uh, uh, sorry, back to track up. What the hell is a slide? Uh, not the thongs, the other ones where you just slip your feet in. The one with a little strap. Oh, right. What okay. do you call those? I don't know. I've called them bogus shoes. Them, I don't know. I just call them slides because I slide my feet in. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, even I think you're right. From. I think I think they are called slides. I think they yeah. But I can't believe the fashion when they wear socks with those things. Oh, uh, no, don't get me started on that. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, it's such an Eshe thing at the moment. Oh, and God. And I hate it. Ugh. This, is how I, this is how I feel when I, um, when I see that. When you absolutely, positively got to kill every mother in the room. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Just add the uh, swear words in between makes it more effective. But yes, I uh, fully under- endorse that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, so so I often do drive barefoot in in summer, um, especially if I've quickly got a duck out and I couldn't be bothered putting shoes on. Um, and I've always wondered whether it's legal or not. And again, it comes back to the uh, the fact whether you have proper control of your vehicle. So as long as it doesn't impede you driving, for example, if the shoe gets knocked about in that little cavity. Uh, as long as it doesn't stop you from braking, accelerating, uh, changing gears, etc. So, again, but if but, but mm-hmm. if you had an accident 
and you didn't have any shoes on, I guarantee they would try to put that in the yeah, so plane. Correct. So if, if yeah. they can show that your footwear was doing stuff, moving absent. around, absent, <laughs> off your foot um, or feet, uh, if you've got more than one. Um, yeah. You were sound yeah. shoes. <laughs> yes. And then you would get fined or um, taken to court. So those type of fines range anywhere from $480 Jeez. in some states and can wow. go up to 600 if you're in a school zone and if you get taken to court, it can go as high as $2,500, like in South Australia. So um, pretty... Two, two pretty and a half grand if you're not wearing correct. shoes. Correct. In, in, wow. The, yeah, in South Australia. And that's if you get taken to court. And if you're on your L's or your P's, no states allow you to wear... Uh, allow you to not wear shoes. So if you're on your L's and your P's, you must wear footwear. All right. So I got a question for you. Mm. Can you drive in shoes and that's all? As in no socks? No, anything. Ah, right. Okay. I was reading up on that as well. (laughs) And once again, if you decide to search history. I've deleted already, so you won't see it. Okay, <laughs> it was an incognito mode, <laughs> especially on my work laptop. No, <laughs> um, yes, yeah, that so, incognito mode comes in very handy on the yeah. uh, work laptop. Oh, absolutely, uh, especially with your own VPN, um, yes, not the work VPN. Um, yeah, yes, no, so if you decide to drive in your birthday suit, it is not illegal. However, yes, I didn't. I didn't think it would be. I didn't yeah. Think However, be. you, if you could get out the be, car. It might be if <laughs> someone complains because you're in a public space, even though you're in a private vehicle. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. you can be seen yeah. by public outside yeah. of the vehicle, you could be um, fined for indecent exposure. Yeah, and whatever oh, penalty that that carries. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's always what, what I've always wondered about when you're driving is can you run? through a red light to let emergency vehicles pass you. I bet you can't. Um, only in, so you can't, it's illegal only in WA, ACT, Northern Territory and Tasmania. In those four states and territories, you cannot do that. Cross the red light at an intersection. Victoria, you can so all other states, so what's that? Victoria, South Australia, New South Wales, Queensland. Queensland, yeah, the biggies. And, yeah, those four. Um, you can, if it's safe to do so, go through the red light and then let the emergency vehicle pass you. But all the other states that's legal, you must basically park the sea and make way and then let, let the vehicle through. So that I, was quite I, interesting for me. Well, uh, to me, that sounds common sense. It, it does a bit, doesn't it? I mean, but, if you're... But which part? To, to get through or that you cannot go through? No, that... I mean, if there's a situation, for whatever reason, for you to be able to allow the ambulance or the cops or whatever to mm. get to where they need to get to faster... Um, and you can go through a red light to do that. I think that's what mm. you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, correct. I yeah. Th- 
I think to me that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me as well. Mm. But in those states, for example, like WA, WA where it's illegal, um, if it's not safe for you to go through the red light, it's then up to the emergency vehicle to cross to the other side of the road, if it's safe to do so, to go through the red light. Yeah. Which yeah, is impossible everywhere at all no. intersections because sometimes you'll have a, a median strip or a, a barrier. So, yeah. I, I mean, think, you, like you said, it comes down to common sense. Well, I mean, you normally shit yourself a little bit um, when you hear those sirens and they're right behind you. Mm. You're Unless like, you're, you're wearing not- headphones and then you can't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very yeah. good. I like it. Very good indeed. Yeah. <laughs> no, nice. Nice. Hey, this is Hannah Melville Ray from the Australia Institute. I'm listening to the new blurt with Wensi and the Kegsta, and you should be too. It's on Tuesday nights live from around 8 p.m. Yes, and you're back with a new blurt. I am going to talk about um, chatbots because... Flavour of the year. Because a, a lot of people... Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people know what chat uh, GPT is now. A lot of people have used it, etc. But um, I pretty much use it daily now. And uh, it, it is for what I do, and I imagine for what you do as well. It's pretty handy at times. Should it be used as a form of therapy? I'm not sure about that. I don't Mm. know. It looks like people are leaning on AI chatbots for mental uh, health therapy, and they're encouraging others to follow suit. But Mm. is it legal or ethical? Sort of safety concerns coming up. Apparently, once a week for the past six weeks, this guy, Tatum, has put a time aside to work on his mental health. And the way he does that, he's been in attending a veteran support group to help with his depression, he's been messaging chat GPT. Sorry, he hasn't been doing that. He's been messaging chat GPT. It's been pretty interesting, some of the answers they've been getting from chat GPT. After leaving the US military, where he served six years in the Air Force, Tatum said affordable access, because this is America, so affordable access to mental health care in America is just ridiculous. Almost Um, non-existent, I'm sure. Especially if you don't don't, work or or good health plan. Yeah, they don't do anywhere near enough for their veterans. They don't have anywhere near the sort of um, uh, safety net uh, plans that we have in this country. Um, uh, I'm not exactly sure, but I think there's like, isn't there a veteran pension or or something? If you've been... You've been in war, or maybe that's a, a homework I need to sort out. Maybe you can here in Australia or in, a, or in the US. You mean? No, here, here? Um, yeah, here. So maybe put yeah. that in my homework somewhere for me Go. to for me to check up for next week's uh, show. And um, oh, actually, I was just thinking about that too. Next week's show, we'll have Maria Teflaga. Um, and part of uh, next week's show, just if you're with us live, uh, won't be live. It'll be recorded because we will be recording with Maria tomorrow afternoon. We will. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that should be awesome because we know how many questions we've got in our um, Trello board for that one, don't we, Wensi? Mm, correct. Have you put any in there? Because I haven't. I think I might be put two in there. So. Uh, continue on with the segment, please. Yeah, 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you might say that somehow. <laughs> Nothing to we'll, see here. We'll be ready. We'll be ready tomorrow. <laughs> Don't you worry. Yeah. It will be a good interview. Trust us. Yeah. No, it will be. It'll, As it'll always, be it will be. Yep. No, she's, be very she's good. a great, great person to chat to. She is. She's fantastic. She's funny and smart, and they yeah. are my um, most favorite people in the world. It's cheaper to get mental health advice from an AI chatbot in comparison to a psychologist, which is pretty obvious. The 37-year-old said, I used to get my treatment depression in the military, but since I have left no access to that kind of health care anymore. Okay, so what do we got here? We got uh, ChatGP is honestly better than humans. ChatGPT is the best therapist ever. What I'm doing is reading some of the comments uh, commending AI chatbots that have been left on TikTok. Weirdly, Ooh, wow. I just spent an hour talking to it. It was the most open, natural, unironically humane conversation I've had in a while. He shared with ChatGPT details of physical and mental abuse from his time in the military. And the AI chatbot has told Tatum actions of his colleagues appear to be abusive, unethical, and violation of military standards and regulations. It assured him that everything was going to be okay, life is important, and should be cherished. He's not the only one leaning on AI. The comment section of TikTok videos, people spill the details of who or rather what they've been confiding in. Um, he said he was really missing his ex one day and asked ChatGPT for advice mm. and literally was so comforting. Sure, it felt dystopian, but it also felt relieving. So it's, yeah, I mean, it is a scary world with, with AI. There's, there's no doubt about it. But if it's used for good, it's, it's sort of like the internet, really. If it's yeah. used for good. It can help it, us it, progress it, yeah. and advance. Absolutely. It yeah. can be complete, really, really beneficial. And um, sometimes if people can't reach, because it's so completely non-judgmental, obviously, mm, because it's yeah. just a language model. But, however, depending on how it's been programmed to answer, it won't may have empathy. still give you. Yeah, it may not have empathy and may not give you the right answers that a therapist could give, because the therapist will have um, a better understanding of of emotions and and being able to read body language and things like that. So yeah. There'll be yep. a lot of things that are missing. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I think that's 100% true. And um, also, uh, it, it sort of goes hand in hand with when we were talking about the pigeons last week being able to detect, detect all different types of cancer. They're using AI for the same thing and machine language models and all those sort of things. Mm. But when it comes to sort of empathy for the patient and all those sort of things, obviously... AI doesn't have it. Mm. So they still need very experienced, um, you know, therapists in those areas or, mm. you know, slash surgeons, et cetera, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, medical um, uh, experts, as it were. ChatGPT, arguably the most recognized advanced proliferation is a natural language model processing, processing tool driven by artificial intelligence. The chatbot answers questions. If you, I mean, if you don't know, I think most people do now. Uh, while ChatGPT advises against self-harm and encourages people to seek support from friends, well, normally it does. Um, uh, family or professionals, it does not provide specific resources or emergency contacts. So I would have thought that's a bit of a downer. I would yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, I'm guessing the earlier versions of ChatGPT, the ones released last year and perhaps earlier this year, may have been a little bit flawed and... I know they've made some changes over recently that has made it hopefully make less 
make less mistakes or give wrong advice. So I'm hoping that's something that um, has been changed. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to know um, where it's going to go. Um, and Vicky, who's listening and watching us, has asked us, would either of us use chat GPT for therapy? I don't think I will. I would. Uh, so, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't no, trust it. I don't... <laughs> it's not a technology I trust for things no. like that. No. I'm, I'm happy for I it mean, to, to, around... to write out some, some um, uh, scripts for programming or um, write some brief notes on my for the podcast and stuff like that. But something that serious, no. I'm around IT people all day, as you are. And I know, as you do, that the people that wrote ChatGPT are probably similar to some of the IT people that I'm around. That we work with. And there is no way I would want to um, ask them for any therapy Mm. um, at all. Would you ask Elon Musk, who who started ChatGPT? (laughs) What do you mean he started it? Yeah, he was part of the uh, team that developed uh, chat, one of the GPTs. Is it OpenAI? Oh, chat GPT? I didn't know. Is yeah. it OpenAI? Ah, ha, ha, ha. You just gave yourself some homework. <laughs> Damn. Homework. <laughs> I'm going to just mark that down now. Yeah, writing it down, writing it down. Thank you very much. There you go. Uh, I think it was OpenAI. It's one of those two. AI. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, we'll have to find that out. We'll have to find that out. But we have to also crack on the show. So um, no further ado, we are doing... You're listening to The New Blood with Wensi and the Kickstar. Next up, do yourself a favour. This week, this uh, episode, I'm going to be talking about... Hi-Fi Nation. Hi-Fi is spelt H-I and then F. Let me start that again. Hi-Fi as in H-I and then Phi is P-H-I, which is short for philosophy. So it's an American Ah. podcast that is is currently in its sixth season. Only started a couple weeks ago in the sixth season. Uh, It's written and edited and produced by Barry Lamb, a PhD who has a PhD in philosophy from Princeton Uni in the US. Um, he has worked on um, other uh, on community radio stations and commercial radio stations um, in the US. From their website, um, Hi-Fi Nation begins with a story and it seeks to extract big ideas, unquestioned assumptions and unexamined, oh, unexamined conflicts in those stories. We then engage in an exploration of those ideas, assumptions and conflicts with philosophers and other scholars. It's one of the first shows, if not the first show, weaving philosophy with narrative, storytelling, investigative journalism, and sound design. So I've listened to a couple of episodes, uh, one of them um, of the current season, and one of them was titled Digital Future of Grief. So The Digital Future of Grief. It's an episode where they talk about how we might start grieving in the future so it goes into a story where the CEO of a company called You Only Virtual, um, they talk to him about how he came, 
across this concept where four or five years ago he was in a terrible motorcycle accident that almost killed him, but at the same time his mother um, found out that she had stage four cancer and was given months to live. So he wanted to keep that memory if well, for when she passed that he wanted to keep her alive somehow. So his father's a software engineer and he and his father started creating an AI of sorts, gathering digital uh, messages that the son and the mother had had over the years and tried creating an AI that he could then converse or talk to or just interact with. And after few years of experimenting and writing this program has come up with um, an AI that uh, they call Versona. So that's the person's avatar, you might call. So it's getting to the point where it's now getting commercialized. Uh, so it's quite interesting how they, how he came up with the idea and then how it's progressing. So then they talk about the philosophy about it and the legality and things like that. So. I guess technology is nearly always ahead of the law and, and ethics in the sense of how do we keep this going and do we stop now because ethically it's wrong or things like that. So it's quite interesting how they process all of that. And like, like I said before, it's this storytelling of, um, of that gentleman, Justin, I think his name was, and how he, he's still living that. So he still has his mother with him, even though she's passed on. Um, and now they're starting to get, um, trying to sell it as a, as a, as a product. So then you've got the issue of, okay, that door, data is stored somewhere. What happens if that gets lost? Hackers wipe it away. So does that mean you grieve twice? You've really lost the physical person. Now you're losing the digital person and they go into other things like that. So I thought it was quite interesting concept and idea and. Um, I yeah. think I I think I saw something recently on that. I think it was on Ooh. SBS, but I can't remember. Yeah, they showed a yeah yeah. No, go on. No, I was just going to say they showed a digital. It was a full digital representation. Mm. I think it was VR. You're talking VR, yeah? yeah? No, this is different. This is um, it's almost or like AR. a chat GPT. So this is more of an AI. It's someone you're probably talking to by either text or um, or just using your voice. So I, th I think the show you're talking about, I think I may have seen something recently as well. And that was more of a, almost a 3D image yeah. of someone. Yeah. And became your friend and yeah, and even became your girl <laughs> type thing. So yeah. Have, yeah. So yeah, no, it, yeah. Was, it was, it really was quite strange. It was, mm. it was quite weird, hard to get your head around. So yeah. So how did you sort of um, stumble along this uh, podcast? Oh, it's just, I knew we were doing the show and I thought I'd start looking a few days ago and start listening, oh, looking for something. And I thought, oh, well, this um, is quite interesting. And yeah, the idea of philosophy and, and technology and how it all goes, um, how it all comes about and, and, and things like that. So another episode is living in a Zoopolis, Zoopolis, Zoopolis. I don't know how you say that word. It's like a metropolis, but with animals. Um, oh, similar, Zoopolis, similar to Zoopolis, yeah, I'm guessing. Oh, I imagine so. Yeah. So that, that 
episodes about um, a future society where um, we look at animals having rights where they can take humans to to court for um, things that we've done against them. Um, and they talk about... We'll where, never be out of court. Yeah, exactly. And, and they talk about um, historical instances where they had gone to court because... Um, I think it was rats took humans to court because they we'd done something against them in the 15th century, 16th century, and things like that. So, yeah, they go through all this um, historical they did kill stuff. Lot of yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, yeah. That's oh wow, that sounds fascinating. So, yeah. how many bloat stars, my friend? I would give it four on the two that yeah. I've listened to so far, and it's quite interesting. And I'd definitely go back and. Might even go back to some of the earlier um, earlier seasons uh, where they talk about uh, zombies, vampires, um, and monsters, and all sorts of stuff. So yes, quite nice. interesting. I might have I might have a look at that. Uh, we'll definitely uh, have a link uh, in the show notes if people want to uh, download it and add it to their podcast mm. collection. Uh, there's a good one for you. Um, Brilliant, uh, Wentzy, as always. Uh, I have got one that I've listened to for a bit, and um, it is called Evil Genius by Russell Kane. Now, if you don't know Russell Kane, um, that's really unfortunate for you because he is one of the funniest men on the planet. Um, Russell Kane is... Uh, he actually, I was just listening just recently to another podcast um, where he was interviewed uh, by the BBC and it was it was fascinating, actually. It was really interesting to see where he came from, um, who he is, why he is, um, and how he is. One thing I will say about Russell Kane, he's a fantastic comedian, but he's also very bright. He's read many, many hundreds of books and he absolutely loves reading. So Evil Genius is all about evil or genius so what he does is he has three people on a panel and they're sort of like comedians most of the time they're comedians but mm. they might be sort of in society as well if you know what i mean sort of thing mm -hmm. in the media or whatever yeah. but nearly all the time they're comedians anyway uh he has them uh on a panel and then he picks out a particular person the latest one i was listening to was marvis marvin gay and you go okay. evil or genius and you think of marvin gay you go evil what why would he be evil yeah that's right well so what happens is you go through the podcasts and mm. what they do is they reveal these envelopes as they go through the podcast and each one right. of the panel members opens a envelope and it has a question and then it has mm. information about what he's done right. and then it could be positive or it may not be so yeah so obviously marvin gay absolutely amazing um he basically put motown on the map i think uh, what's going on i think it's called what's going on was one of the biggest songs ever basically mm -hmm. sexual healing was i think in the 80s or 90s that was a massive song as well mm -hmm. and yeah just he just written so many fantastic songs and just uh digressing as usual i was just listening this morning that uh, apparently there's still a court case in uh the works with ed sheeran uh marvin yeah. gay yeah yeah i did hear yeah. that the, the, think, the, the thinking out loud song. Apparently, it's got uh, parts in it that are nearly almost identical to what's going on. Yeah, apparently, all, it's, all it's only four chords or something in one bar. 
Yes, that's correct, but it's almost identical. And when I was listening to it this morning, it was, and it was really well done with the way the guy had 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 done it. Um, he, he's the guy I was listening to is a pretty well known guitarist on the web. No, he's a pretty uh, wow. well known guitarist on the web. And so basically, what he did was he spliced the two songs together, right. and then he showed where a complete identical uh, nature of the song was type thing. But he also said that the melody is completely different in Thinking Out Loud compared to uh, the Marvin Gaye song. So mm. what we might do, we might play that next week and people can make up their own minds. Okay. So more, it's, more homework for you. Yeah, more homework for me. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> but, um, so, so anyway, uh, yeah, no, this podcast is brilliant. So anyway, you're sitting there, go, oh, he's awesome, blah, 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 blah. And then all, all of a sudden she'll say something like, when Marvin Gaye was young, his dad was a preacher. And obviously when he was older, he was too. But his dad also used to like to dress up in women's clothing. And he was really, really violent. And he used to um, beat Marvin Gaye mm. a lot. Right. And then when Marvin Gaye grew up, he had uh, different sexual things through his life that you would probably think, oh, well, that's a little bit strange. Other things he did was he kidnapped his own kid when they were taken away from him etc etc no. i wouldn't say that's evil but i wouldn't say no. it's great so yes yeah, so it just gives you an example mm. of you, you think of these great people whoever they are in this case it's mom and go and uh, are they evil genius and then what will happen is he just goes through the panel and they and it's interesting because they you know they have real you, you can hear their real dilemmas they're not just mm. making it up um yeah. and but and and the thing is your bias is so strong sometimes you just mm. can't you know, you, you can't get past it, even when there's some evil shit that has happened. Mm. Yeah, that, that's what I was just curious about. Like, if mm. they talk about someone who everyone knows is evil, how does how do you convert that to someone who's genius who could potentially be a good genius, <laughs> assuming that that's what he talks about? Well, it, 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 I think it's sort of more like people, say, for instance, I'll just give you a couple of examples. Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. Cleopatra, David Bowie, Johnny Cash. There was one yeah, quite a while ago. Sorry? All evil. All evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christopher Columbus probably was. But oh, anyway, yeah. um, yeah, so, so that's that's a cracker. That is a cracker mm. if you want to uh, listen to Russell Kane. The other thing with Russell Kane as well, when it comes around to Christmas time, he wrote, don't know, do you know the Christmas Carol? Do you know the... Which one? The, uh, well, you know, the Muppet did the Christmas Carol years ago. and yeah, um, vaguely. Vaguely? Okay. Do you know the Christmas Carol, the story, when the three ghosts appear at night and oh. Ebenezer Scrooge and... Oh, that one. Tiny yeah, vaguely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sort of. All right. Okay. Well, in England, it's basically sacrosanct. So uh, every man his dog would know it. The dog right. definitely would probably know it. He, he rewrote it and it's rewritten in a way. There you go. Vicky is spot on, Charles Dickens. Yeah. So uh, he rewrote it and he's rewritten it in a way that it's <laughs> – the characters are like people from the West End, not the West mm -hmm. End, the East End, um, Essex, yeah. And so 
when he sort of does the uh, he sort of does the story the whole time sort of thing, he does all the sort of the different accents when he's going through, <laughs> who's talking about whatever. Yeah. So, um, and he's very good at his accents, brilliant, not like mine. Yeah, and he does all these uh, different voices, but it, it's a bit sweary, but it's fantastic. So, we that was going to be my next question was, um, uh, <laughs> is it expletive laden? Because I know he does throw in some of the harsher words in there. Yes, in there's a few, there's a few, there's a few C words in, yes, there's yeah. a few. <laughs> There's a few C words and a few F words, and yeah, no, uh, absolutely okay. is. But it's brilliant. We uh, we we listen to it every year. That's about forty five minutes. You, you should be able to get it on YouTube somewhere. Okay, um, we'll it's very funny. One. It's very funny. Anyway, so that is do yourself a favor. Nice one. I can't yes. wait. I'm going to listen to that one. Yeah, no, it's good. It's oh, good. what I'll was your rating on for that one? Uh, yeah, look, I'd probably give it uh, four and a half, I think. Yeah, it's definitely half, well worth a listen. Yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely worth a listen. Definitely worth a, a listen. And now we might just do this and then we'll be... So, fun facts, I normally go to one particular site and mm-hmm. it has 200 different wonderful fun facts and we always have a bit of a laugh about them because they're <laughs> always always interesting. But tonight I just thought I'd shake it up a little bit and do something slightly different. So, what I have done is I have gone to a site that mm-hmm. gives us some of the 21 fun reptile facts that you probably do not know. Mm. Um, and we might do a little bit of show and tell because there's been nice pictures there. Okay. I'm glad you chose uh, reptiles, not not spiders. Thank you. No, I on purposely <laughs> did not choose um, arachnids because I didn't think you would be um, very um, comfortable with that. And to or be honest with you, you're appreciative, or <laughs> neither would I. So it's fine. So. A couple of fun facts. Um, uh, lizards can't feel warm or cold the way we can, but their movements and speed are affected by outside temperature. So, for instance, while they can't feel cold, cold will make them slow. Mm-hmm. Imagine, instead of saying, I feel cold, you would simply not be able to move. I feel cold. Probably speak slower too, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Green iguanas become immobile when the temperature drops below 40 degrees. That's unbelievable. I'm assuming that's 40 degrees Fahrenheit. I would have thought, yeah. Yeah. Because that's getting close to, what, 3 degrees? Yeah, something like that, because 32 degrees is zero. zero. Yeah. Hold on. 32 degrees is zero. Yeah, so it must be like three or something. Since they often like to sit in trees, when the weather in places where they live, like South Florida, um, gets very cold, they have been known to drop out of trees. Oh, wow. How would that be? You just walk, mm. walk in the bush, minded your own business, and your water falls on your head. <laughs> you're just not expecting that. That is not something you no. are expecting. So, you know, that's just funny. No. That's yeah, right. Just, that'll be me. Just uh, that'd be me. more just out of the sheer well, fright, not because, I'm, not because I hate iguanas. <laughs> just because you're in the bush, lost. While yeah. these iguanas may appear to be dead, they are often simply cold and will yeah. thaw out in the sun. However, 
you should never move a frozen iguana. I've got to tell you, that is not a sentence I have ever really <laughs> thought about, moving a frozen iguana, as they often become frightened as they thaw. I've got to tell you, I hmm. am under a lot of duress doing this program right at the moment <laughs> because my daughter is cooking lasagna. And right. all we can smell is this wonderful waft of cheese and bechamel uh, sauce just uh, coming straight into this office. And yeah, it really, it's driving me insane. Anyway, that's, that's, that's my <laughs> evening whinge. When they become frightened, they become unpredictable. Experts would rather you leave them where they are or notify a professional to have them moved. So always yeah. remember, kids, don't move a frozen iguana. Yes, uh, your uncle, Uncle Kexer, just let It's not know a popsicle, that. okay? <laughs> as prevalent as a green iguana is in southern Florida, it is not woke. It is not indigenous. They were originally brought to the area. As it'll be a gop, it'll be a gop supporter for sure. <laughs> and were later released into the wild where they thrived. We also see. In pythons and lionfish. I no, I'm not looking that up. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, never release an animal into the wild. It will affect the local ecosystem and can, in some cases, mar it for decades. I will digress mm. again. Our local um, uh, park has got a fantastic... Um, oh, it's not really a park. It's like a mini botanical gardens. And uh, so it's got a fantastic wetland sort of um, mm. area. And we had that. We were talking, uh, Ness and I were talking to this guy we met the other day. He's quite an old guy, but he obviously knows the area pretty well. And he was saying that Asian carp were um, introduced into that area a right. while ago. And because of that, it's exactly what it's saying here. Uh, we also see this in line never release these animals in a while because they'll affect the local ecosystem. So, talking mm. about affecting the local ecosystem. Yeah. They introduced these Asian um, carp. Uh, why? I'm not 100% sure, but anyway, they did. And then we used to have swans that mm -hmm. used to have cygnets in this, in this wetlands area. It was a good area yeah. for them. Mm -hmm. But what's happened is because these fish have got no predators at all, they're growing far too big and they're eating all the food the swans would normally eat. Oh, right. So and the so swans are now birthing them. somewhere else. Yeah. 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 Which is um, pretty sad. Mm. But um, and I'm but guessing the population's too big to control now, potentially. Yeah, so that's what he was saying. He was saying you're not allowed to fish in there, which sort of makes sense because they've got. I just saw one. I didn't know they had one, but they've got turtles in there. All oh, right. So well, you don't want to catch that by accident and kill it. No, no, you definitely don't want to do that. But what he was saying was, there's an there's I think uh, there's a time during the year. I don't know exactly when it is, but they're all dormant. They all they all go to sleep. They all hibernate. Mm, right. So they hibernate at the bottom of the um, of the lake. Mm, so right. if that was the case, you should be okay fishing wise because the carp are more up up above that. Yeah, right. Up above the turtles. So as long as but but then you'd have to regulate how long your line's going to be if you yeah. put it in and all those sort of things. I think it would be a logistical nightmare. Yeah. And then how are you going to trust humans to, to obey those rules? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly yeah, right. It's easy, just no, no fishing. Anyway, uh, my last my last fun fact uh, is evidence of the earliest reptiles date back to 300 
million years Ooh. ago. Right. That number again. One million dollars. Well, close. <laughs> close. Multiply by 300. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You, awesome. All righty. Okay. I am going to give you some fun facts about nice. the, the hottest, hottest Australian yes. kids TV oh, yes. show. I'm glad you finished that sentence. Yes. Okay. Oh, let me guess. Oh, hold on. Let me guess. Let me yep, guess. Yep. Is it a certain color? Uh, yes, it could be. It might even be my favorite color. Uh, I thought it might be. It's, it's ready, isn't it? It's ready. Yes, we're absolutely ready to begin with Bluey. Uh, Bluey. Do you know, I still haven't seen Bluey. Haven't you? Oh, do yourself a favor. Go watch a few. (laughs) Is is it fun? Apparently it's international. Apparently it travels. Yes, it started. So here are some fun facts before I give you some answers to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Creator Joe Broom graduated from Griffith Uni here in Brisbane uh, with a Bachelor in Animation with an Honours. Griffith Uni is where my oldest, Elijah, will be going next year. So... They'll be going oh, wow. to same uni. Nice. Um, he came up with the idea uh, in London during the early 2000s and returned to Brisbane in 2009 when he uh, started a small animation studio because he wanted to create a show that was similar to Peppa Pig. So he worked on TV shows like um, Charlie and Lola, which is one of my favourite kids' TV shows when our kids were young. So I was happy to watch that show. Okay. Yeah. Up to Alan Lola. Um, he also worked with on Ben and Holly's Little Kingdom uh, when he was working in the UK. So he had some good oh yes. um, some good experience over oh, wow. there, obviously. Okay. So um, came back. Um, so he wanted yeah, to good, set the uh, show here in uh, Brisbane. Pedigree, definitely. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so for the show, he read and studied children's psychology books on how children played games. So if you watch the show, you'll see that there's a lot of play um, between the father, Bandit, and the two kids, Bluey and Bingo. Um, got a comment here. Where can you watch it? Ah, yes. I'll tell you in a sec. So Vicky Boss says, Bluey is the best. I absolutely agree with that. Wow, there you go. I, it looks it yeah. sounds like I'm missing out, so I might have to. You are. You are. I have to find out. Um, yes, and you can watch so it on ABC iView. 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 Oh, nice. tune into iView. iView. Nice. iView. Yes. Um, he initially was going to make a grown-up show, um, so not aimed at kids. Uh, he created an early show that actually talked about um, mastitis. So he said mastitis. Mastitis, sorry. Um, but that idea got canned early There's on. Breast, breast cancer or something? No, no, no. It's when I think to do with breast milk and when it um, causes an infection. Ah, right. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. If memory if memory serves yep, correct. Yep, yep, yep. Um, what else can I tell you can about this show? Like 100% right. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Um, Bluey could have been a boy or could have had um, brothers. 
um, if they listened to some early broadcaster um, who they had pitched the show to. So one of the broadcasters, not known who that was, wanted a boy to be part, one of the siblings, if not the main character, but they decided against it. The reason is because both the creator, and Joe right. Brum, and Dave McCormack, who voices the dad, Bandit, both have daughters. So that's why they decided to stick with the, the two girls as the characters or as the children. Right. Okay. Um, okay. What else can I tell you? So is, is, Blue, she, is Bluey a boy or girl? No, girl. So she's the Bluey oldest of the... She's the oldest of oh, the, of the siblings. Blue is a girl. So that's one of it's one of the most oh, okay. um, another fun Sorry. fact. Sorry, Bluey is is Bluey a boy or a girl is one of the most googled questions about the show. So there's another fun fact. Really, I think I'm being. I think there's a bit of lag. Oh. And can you tell instantaneously? little bit late but don't worry about it um can you tell um instantaneously that bluey is a girl uh i don't think i could like, have I mean, at the beginning but when i started watching it but as you start listening and watching you go oh yeah it's a girl is, so is it voice, another, so it's voiced by a girl right okay yes so another fun Sorry, fact about the voices yeah very laggy another fun fact about the voices of the young Bluey and Bingo is they're actually voiced by kids of the production crew, but we don't know who they are because they are kids and they've given them the option as to when they're ready to have their names in the credit. So if you watch the credits, oh, you'll only see the, the voice credits for the mother and the father, but not the children. So the kids, you won't see their names there. So I thought that was quite fascinating. Oh, I like that. Yeah, um, it's quite fascinating. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, something else, uh, famous fans of Bluey include Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes, Natalie wow. Portman. Um, wow. So this is re- really going where um, the Wiggles went, I Pretty much, yeah. International. Or Peppa Pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, very international. Yeah. Um, it can take about five months to create a five-minute episode. So they're very short. They range between five and six minutes, seven if you oh, include wow. the... Um, okay credits um yeah so yeah it started off in the in australia um disney bought the rights to show it in the us it took off went to they took it then to europe where it's taken off um apparently there's a lot of us kids who are now talking the aussie lingo things like thongs bicky brecky and using a lot of a lot of our words (laughs) so that's a great way to yeah, yeah, we we get enough American culture. Let's spread our culture out there a bit more. Yeah, I, I agree, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's it. Go blue. Yeah, agree. Yeah, so no, that's definitely fantastic. watch no, it. Good. It's obviously aimed for kids, but adults would definitely get it. Um, and it has made some fathers quite uneasy because um, it's make because the father bandit is just so involved with the kids always playing with the kids even though he's an archaeologist by profession but he's always at home playing with the kids um so there's it's apparently there's been a few fathers so i've I've read that yes they feel uncomfortable because yeah it's just 
Um, yeah, it makes us feel uncomfortable. I, I didn't get that when I was watching it. Um, but yeah, it's just some of the stuff that I've read about it. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't think. Fun fact, Dave. Oh, I know Dave McCormack. Why do I know Dave McCormack? Why do I know that? All right. Is so, Vicky least... says. Yes, that's why. That is those, exactly why. For those yes. listening on the podcast, Vicky, our viewer on YouTube, I think it is, says that Dave McCormack, who voices Bandit, is the lead singer of Custard. Yes, and Australian I was a massive band. Custard fan. I was yes. a massive Custard fan in your day. You so, yes. When you said Dave Cormack, I'm going, I know that name. Why do I know that no, name? Thank you very it. much, Ricky. I don't need to go nuts now. So that's awesome. There you go. Look, you can sleep well show. Tonight. So, yeah, no, fantastic. That's it for really, me. Really lovely stuff. No, really good stuff. That's so now time facts. for... <laughs> my brother-in-law was a victim to the hokey pokey. Joke up a week. So... At the start of the show, we had named the show, How Do You Entertain a Board for Row? And the reason we named it that is because of Joke of the Week. I have a little bit of a history behind this Joke of the Week. And when I say history, I mean history. Because this joke is meant to be the second oldest joke ever. Okay. Curious to hear this one. This, and, that's, and, that's, and, that's, and that's not a joke. Um, right. So this is one of the oldest jokes ever. It comes from the 1800 BC West Car Papyrus. And the joke is, how do you entertain a bored Pharaoh? I said, see, there you go. Pharaoh? <laughs> <laughs> Pharaoh? Pharaoh? <laughs> I, the, amount of times, the amount of times I have done that is phenomenal. He's just honestly. Even before the show, we were talking about this. Oh, done it so many times. I say it. Oh, God. So say it again. Ah, shut up. How do you entertain a bored pharaoh? I don't know. How do you entertain a bored pharaoh? You sail a boatload of young women dressed only in fishing nets down the Nile and urge the pharaoh to go catch a fish. So it's very sexist. Um, yes, very. Very sexist. That's why it's the second but oldest. You're allowed to be sexist. That's mm. right. You're allowed to be uh, sexist in 1800 BC. So yes. there you go. We've come but, a long uh, way. No, so I thought I'd just share. I just thought I'd share that with you. For that reason only. No other reason. I've, I've got one that I hope will knock yep. your socks off. Good. I've got heaps, now, but really got uh, we're running short on yeah, time. Yeah, no, we've only got enough time to work. An old man Still joke of the week for one reason. You get one yes. joke of the week. One joke. Let's go. Okay. All right. Here's mine for the week. <laughs> An old man calls his son and says, listen, your mother and I are getting divorced. 45 years of misery is long enough. Dad, what are you talking about? The son screams. We can't stand the sight of each other any longer, says the father. I'm sick of her face and I'm sick of talking about this. So call your sister and tell her. So he hangs up. Now the son's worried. He calls his sister. She says, like hell, they're getting divorced. She calls their father immediately. You're not getting divorced. Don't do another thing. The two of us are flying home tomorrow to talk about this. Until then, don't call a lawyer and don't file papers. Do, do you hear me? She hangs up the phone. The old man turns to his wife and says, okay, they're both coming for Christmas and paying their own airfares. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to try that on my kids one day. 
Oh, that is just... <laughs> that uh, is just... It's such a best joke in a long time. That is absolutely <laughs> awesome. That is very One more fun true. fact coming, that's coming true. from... One more fun fact that's coming from uh, Vicky. I've just put it up on the screen. Bandit is an archaeologist, digs for bones, and Chili, who's the mother, works airport security. Both are good dog professions. Oh, God, not Bluey going Sorry, is not blue getting it. Yes. You're not getting it? Yes, these are dogs. Yeah, no, it's I'm getting show. it. I'm getting it. <laughs> I, I got it. I totally understood. Okay. But there's no, there's no bad and tush happening. I'm sorry. Okay. It All might right. happen so in the podcast. You get a bad and tush. <laughs> you might you might get one in the podcast so listen okay. to the podcast um Fair but, enough. Uh, no we don't have enough time for that now we don't have enough time for that so if you right. have been with us tonight if you are watching on the tubes um thank you very much for doing so uh we've had you've had a good time we've learned a lot tonight a lot mm-hmm. about bluey a bit about yes. evil genius and the second oldest, oldest. joke in the world and sexist which yes. you would expect. I mean, that's pretty obvious. You'd expect yeah. that. And we got our long time, um, long time viewer back, which was lovely. Lovely to have Vicky back mm. with us. It's like an old friend just um, holding a hand as we go through the show. So there yeah. you go. Um, so that's that's me out. I'm out of yeah. here. And that's me. And we'll have uh, Dr. Maria Teflaga next week on the show. So. We- Watch out. We will indeed. We will indeed. Maria Teflaga next week. As I said, that won't be live. It will be recorded, but we will probably have a little bit after that, maybe that will be live. We'll see how we go. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Excellent. So good night, everyone. Thank you very much. See you Wednesday. Good night. Till next week. See you tomorrow. Bye. The new blurb is brought to you by Wentzy and Kickstart, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's blurtstar at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off The Glass Productions, brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.